Welcome to Squared Circle Rewind, episode 12, where we review Royal WWF Royal Rumble 1988. I'm Jesse, joined by Ben and Dave. Uh, Royal Rumble... Whoa, whoa, hey, hey, there it is. Royal Rumble 88 was brought to you from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada at the Cops Coliseum. Vince McMahon and Jesse Ventura were on commentary. Refreshing. Yes. Yes, they work well together. McMahon, I, I, some, people, some people are having me like, like negative opinions of McMahon as a commentator, but I, He's thoroughly, awesome. I love it. There, what a maneuver! Yeah, there was times, th- this is later, not, not here, but this is later, that he gets way too <laughs> announcey. I, I don't know. That's not even a word. But uh, these guys are own words in this show. They they worked well together. Uh, so then we go and it and it jumps right in. There's no opening, and we go to Nothing. the first match. Well, and actually, first we hear uh, Ventura talk about his Royal Rumble attire and how he's ready for the Rumble. Oh yes, and he's like, I'm dressed to impress. Like you know, typical Ventura. He's talking about his his beautiful. If he attire. was dressed to impress, he would have wore black and yellow. Yeah, because you know what town he's in. I get that. My hometown. <laughs> All right, Ben. Tiger Cats, this is another Ben show. Yes. Another <laughs> Ben show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just excited that it's in my hometown. We don't get much in Hamilton, uh, except for the Tiger Cats, and we won't even go there. Um, the first match is uh, Ravishing Rick Rude versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, which Word. I thought was um, it was an okay match, but I um, can't believe I'm about to say this, but... Uh, Wait till you see their WCW matches, which is going to be down the road. But um, yeah, I thought it was a decent match. I thought you couldn't pick two better guys to start a pay per view. Yes, <laughs> until you see the main event and you realize they should have swapped that. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, two pros getting the crowd hyped up. Um, by the way, I hated the lady, one of the ladies in the crowd that had a megaphone. Oh God. Uh, she had a megaphone during oh, the first match. And she really? Was, yeah, she, yes. she was barking. How did you not hear her? Uh. She, she was barking at Rick Rude going, You suck! And she like, ruined really the match loud, almost. Really I loud. I should watch that again then. I didn't catch that at all. And then and then after that, she, there was no megaphone anymore. She got taken away. I think she got taken away, yeah. But it was Thank quite, you, quite awkward. Who did that. Uh, but I thought this was a good match. Good start. I love, I've always loved Steamboat Skin the Cat. Yes, yes. and then I love how he did that, and it was right into a back body drop. Yeah, like it's just I just now uh, the only thing I will say with this match though, with all the arm attacks that Steamboat's you know does, you would think he has an arm finish. Yeah, and he does not because the whole match he worked with the arm. You know, the, his finish should probably be the arm drag. Yeah, the cross you know, arm, it, bar, uh, arm drag, arm drag into an arm bar. Or yeah, something. yeah, but. You know, I did like how Steamboat worked the arm, and then when Rude would do something and he'd go to pose, he couldn't bring up the arm. You know, like it would hurt, and he would bring yes. it down. And that's yeah. just a pro. That that's you know, he's still selling the injury. Um, he's he's doing a really good job of milking it, which is great. Uh, there was one weird spot. I don't know if you guys caught it, where Steamboat gets whipped into the ropes, and. Instead of hitting the ropes with his back, he hits it with his front and yeah, goes backwards, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Rude yeah, kneel, yes. need him in the back. Yeah, that was, was kind of weird. weird. That was a nope. really weird spot. I don't know why they did that because it looked really dumb. Like me, I don't know if Steamboat was too close to the ropes, so he just naturally turned. Yeah, like, I don't. It, it, it was really weird. But when you have those pros, you you like forget it. Yeah, even pros hiccup it's like, every ah, now and then. See, like, yeah, like, it's, it's just, just weird, weird to see those two it guys is. have it a is. hiccup. You know, it's like whoa. I, I I saw it. I went yeah okay whatever. I just kind of let it go. I, but I think yeah. the spot of the whole match that I 
I love the most was the slide under into the arm drag. Yes. yes. Yeah, I've, yeah, always, yeah. I, I've always loved when people go underneath the legs and then they hit an arm drag or her and Karana. Just like Steve well, and so he's fluid. Yes, that's exactly it. Steve did it in a way that made it look fluid. Other guys would like get caught up on the ring or something and not stand <laughs> up in time, you know? Um, one thing that I noticed uh, so. Rude had Steamboat in a camel clutch, and Steamboat just started pounding the mat. Yep. He tapped out about three times. And I'm just like, and I'm like, oh, I guess that's the match. Oh, no, no, I guess it's going. Okay, I guess we don't tap the mat to to give up right now. I think what he was trying to do is, you know how back then they would hype up the crowd. They hit the mat, try to get the crowd to start. He just didn't leave enough space between each slap. Yes, yes. (laughs) Me, I was like, oh, he's tapping. That's quick. Yeah. Um, To the camel clutch, too. Different era. Yes, yes. But I thought it was a good match. Uh, Rick Rude got DQ'd for pulling the ref into Steamboat's top rope crossbody. I thought that was a good finish. And then Rude <laughs> got uh, Steamboat into the Canadian backbreaker. Um, and uh, the ref called it, so Rude thinks he won, leaves the ring, they're playing his music. And nope, Steamboat wins, and the crowd you, gets all happy. Did you catch that during the opening, Rude's song was playing the whole time? Yes. Yes, Wasn't during, during the whole, whole opening montage. I was like, this is a really slow song for a pay-per-view event. And then I realized Rick Rude's already in the ring. Oh, and yeah, he didn't his just... music. The whole duration of the opening was his he didn't music. Even, he didn't even get an entrance. It was just so silly. <laughs> yeah. So what say you for points? On this, I gave it a 1. I gave it 1.5. Whoa. I'd love that slide under arm drag. There we go. Okay. I gave it a 1.5 as well because it was... Um, it's rude and steep. The well, it's just the selling aspect and the psychology behind it. I, I mean, rude. The most impressive thing I saw was rude just selling everything. I mean, if you're if you're new into the business, that kind of thing. Not saying that I'm a pro or I've ever been in the ring, but I mean, when I'm thinking of selling, I, I mean, I think of this match because rude did such a fantastic job of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. the whole flexing was the. Like how you saw how much of a professional he is. Mm-hmm. Where he, he's like, I can't play. He made it look yeah. real. And there's some people that, that forget that part where it's like, well, we know your arm is being worked. Why the hell are you not selling it? You can get so much out of selling uh, that as as a wrestler, if you can, if, if they learn how to sell, it, it, I would think it would prolong their careers because then they don't have to do the crazy stunts. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and so from, pretty good ratings except for you, Jesse. Well, I don't have 1.5 in my ratings. I only oh, that's have four right. Your ratings. system is weird. Zero, point five, one, or 2. That's all you get. There's no 1.5. What are you doing here? No. It's, it's CFL. It's CFL. Um, match 2. It's not a match. I guess it's like a segment. Uh, we have a segment that we have to talk about because it's so bad. I have nothing to say about match. Um, this is uh, our next segment is uh, Dino Bravo trying to uh, set the world uh, bench press record. Yes. I think. Which was at 705 pounds. Very impressive. You know, I don't. This segment was really dumb. Uh, Jesse Ventura was being the spotter, and he was telling Mean Gene what a spotter does. And I'm just like, how the heck does? Like, I know Mean Gene probably doesn't work out, but like, how do you not know? You're in the wrestling business, isn't it? Like a literal term, spotter. Yes. Um, impressive what Dino Bravo was doing, anyways. Like he started off at like 500 pounds and just pounded out like 10 of them, and it was like, whoa, okay. Uh, but what a colossal waste of time. Unless their whole point, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put air quotes the finish to this was that Bravo tried to lift 715 pounds and Jesse had to grab the bar <laughs> and pull it on, and then he claims that he didn't grab the bar he just used his pinkies, which is not true at all. Um, so unless that 
that was the whole point of this, but I was just like, like, did they actually think he could set the record and they decided to just do this, or... It just, like, it, like in my opinion, if you're going to give a, a, stupid, a superstar, like, this much spotlight, it's to push them. Yes. But when you have him not complete the record and have someone support him in failing... It's like, how is he supposed to get older? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, even, yeah. You know, this, this yeah. sounds... This what sounds, was the whole point of the segment? This sounds bad for back in the day, but nobody has a smartphone back then. Why wouldn't you just lie and know <laughs> what he could lift? Like, if it's 680 pounds, like, he could do that for twice, and you know he can? Why not say the record is 675 pounds? Nobody will know until they go home and check the their encyclopedias. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't if you... If you had an encyclopedia. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I didn't like this segment. I had to I had to dock points off this pay-per-view because of this because I thought it was a colossal waste of time. The only entertaining aspect, I guess, in this segment was when... Ventura, well, Well, that yes. and uh, whenever Frenchie Martin would go off on a tirade in French, like Gene Okerlund would just kind of throw his arm up in the air going, okay, buddy, really? Come on. <laughs> I don't speak this. Like, what are you saying? Yeah. I so, guess it's zero. Gene kind of... I didn't even funny. score this. I just wrote meh. It's, like, it's not, I made no notes. Like, what's the point of this? It's not a match, but I I think we had to talk about it because... It was there. When we give our <laughs> ratings at the end of this pay-per-view, all you fans will know why we had to dock it so. <laughs> because somebody said It was long so enough silly. that it had to have a point. Yes. But we didn't give it a point. So <laughs> then we go to the second match. Which is the best two out of three falls for yes. the ladies' uh, tag team championships, which is uh, the Glamour Girls versus the Jumping Bomb Angels. And the Glamour Girls is uh, Judy Martin and Leilani Kai. Mm -hmm. And they Kai. are up against the Jumping Bomb Angels, which is Norio Tateno and Itsuki Yamazaki. Whatever you should uh, know your uh, talent there, Vince, while they're uh, actually having a match. I was just, just going to say that. So I know you, you looked up the names to, to write down. But, <laughs> he should have too. But Vince, or at least ask them their names before yes, they went on. He's like, he's like at the beginning, he's like, Ventura's like, which Bob Angel is which? And he's like, we'll call that one red, and we'll call this one pink. And he's <laughs> like, wow, McMahon, that's pretty crappy. <laughs> Like, he just called him out on it. I almost gave this match, like, five stars just for Jesse Ventura just oh, calling God. out Vince on his crap there. Because, I mean, Kate, this like this is your product. Yeah, Sell you should, your product. You should know. Um, the uh, Bomb Angels were quite a bit ahead of their time. Oh, yeah. Very much. I, not, oh, yeah. I'm they not were even, the rockers of the female division. Yeah, I don't, I'm not even talking females. Just what they were doing as wrestlers. Yeah. They were ahead of their time they with were. the tag team moves they were doing. I love the bridge escapes. Yes. yes. Yeah. I, I yes. absolutely love it. Like, you know, Becky Lynch does it now, so that way you get what we're talking about. You can yeah. see her doing it. Yes. Where you just bridge out of a pin. Both of them are badass. When I saw the... I hate to be Vince here, but when I saw the pink bomb... <laughs> Angel, do the octopus, octopus stretch? Yes. I, I marked. I've yes. always loved the octopus stretch. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to take over this match because I loved it so much. Okay, okay go ahead. Um, now, the only thing I did not like was there was a reference of an illegal tag. However, it didn't matter. It was Judy Martin was tagging out to Miss Kai. Yeah. And it was illegal because Miss Kai's feet were not on the apron. Yes. But I don't they think... still tagged anyway. And, and McMahon, you can tell, was like, oh, that's usually not allowed. And Ventura's like, oh, well, it, it's, it's happening now. 
So yeah. it was like, okay. Like, same with you. It's like if you make a rule. You got to follow it. Follow it. Yeah. Or explain to me that, that ladies don't have to follow that rule because they're shorter. And they can't, something. And they can't reach over the ropes or, for whatever now, reason. I don't know if you said this was a two or three falls. It yes, is. It was. But did you say that? Yes. Yes, it Okay. Did. So the yes, first fall was, uh, I thought it was a great, like, Judy Martin doesn't really impress me much. No, it was Miss Kai, but when she hit the the finish to set up the first fall, I was I was impressed. Oh, it was like a power bomb. It's cradle called throw. It's called an ollie oop bomb. Big it, Show did it. Oh, okay. For a while as a finish. When I saw the, I'm sorry, I'm not the most technical of people here uh, for this, but when I saw it, I was like, it's a power bomb, but she With throws them. <laughs> what would I call this? Uh, that was impressive. Um, so yeah, the Glamour Girls get the first fall. And uh, then we go into into the second fall. But what I didn't like at the second fall time is that Commercial they breaks. kept on they kept on letting each team would let the other girl get to her corner. Like it wasn't well thought out. Where it's like the like as a team you're trying to keep them yeah, in your own corner. Like yeah, they were throwing them purposely yeah. into the corner. Like there was one where they do that that silly uh, slingshot thing that's <laughs> not into the corner. It's just it's just into the other side of the ring. Yeah, and they always slingshot right into the other person's corner. And it, you know, like psychology wise, why would you do that? And if this was an actual fight, why would you do that? Yeah, like the psychology for taking matches is cutting off the ring for your opponent. Yes, yes, to take like, over. Why are you slingshotting? Yeah, their... so that that kind of bothered <laughs> me a little bit. Um, it dulls the you know the moment for the hot tag too. Yes, yes. When you keep on throwing it's the not so hot when you're getting assisted. Exactly. Yes, uh, the it's lukewarm. The bomb angels. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know which one is which. Uh, got the second fall with with the reverse of a Canadian backbreaker into a sunset flat pin. Yep. Right? Simple. That that was that's what Very it was. Simple. Yes. Okay. So they got the third fall, and uh, and then or second fall, sorry, and then the third fall really picked up. That's when you got yeah. some some good tag team work, and the Bomb Angels were moving. Yeah, I couldn't they, believe they they got faster as the match went on. Yeah. They didn't like they weren't like I I wouldn't think they were blown up at all. No, no they weren't showing any. They're just going. Um, and uh, and the third fall was the Bomb Angels hit a double drop kick on Judy Martin. Which was the top rope. Gorgeous. Off the top rope. And it looked amazing. Totally One, one Bomb Angel was slightly late, but it didn't matter because it looked like she pinballed off one girl's leg yeah. to the other girl's legs <laughs> and fell. It looked it looked like she actually got knocked out. So, uh, <laughs> I love how Ventura tried making it like it shouldn't count. Yes. Because it was illegal. Yes. <laughs> the, the illegal double teams. He's always on that. Um, so the Bomb Angels win the, the ladies' tag titles. Uh, I don't think they'd last much longer after this, though, which is too bad. Probably because lack of competition. It's probably the Alundra Blaze conundrum, where you yeah. have a really good worker, but nobody to work with. Um, but I thought this match was really good. I gave it a one. It's not the most outstanding thing. I can't give it. A, I can't give it a two. I gave it a one as well because yeah. the fans make me aware that how much they enjoyed it too. Like they popped hard. They when, did at when the, the end. Angels they, won. Yeah, yeah. good they, crowd reaction. Yeah, they were really into it. And then, like, I will say that, you know, Judy, Martin, and Miss Kai worked their rear ends off. Though. Yeah, they did. Like, they bumped well, and some minor botches, but not enough to make it, like, the match go down and be yeah. devalued. That's right. I loved it. Um, mm-hmm. What did you uh, give it, Ben? I gave it a one as well. That, okay. that drop kick at the end, oh my goodness. Like, I mean, I the Rockers were one of my favorite tag teams ever, but, I mean, uh, I don't think I ever really saw them do a double drop kick that that, that good, nice. yeah. 
Yeah. And there, and then from there, we went to another segment. <laughs> this is such bad taste. I mean, you do something like this on superstars, but um, it is the Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant contract signing for Saturday night's main event. And I mean, I. I can go on a, ma- a major, major tirade on this right now. Like, why are you selling a match? Why are you having a segment that's going to sell a match that's going to be on free cable TV on a pay-per-view? On a pay-per-view. Unless Rumble, unless the, the first Rumble was not a pay-per-view. Like, not technically a pay-per-view. That's the are only we... thing. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Unless they mm-hmm. gave it away for free later. I'm not sure. I have to Google this. Continue. Yes. I will get in on this um, as you go. I what, have to Google this. I, you know, this segment, again, uh, it's, it was the spacing of this, this pay-per-view that, that bothered me. Um, they, had, um, they go from a great opening match to a bench press thing, which killed the crowd. Then they go to a great two out of threes ma- two out of three falls match, and then they go to this contract signing, which the crowd was still hyped up for because Hogan and Andre were in it. But it killed the pay per view for me because it slowed it right down. Um, I really didn't like how they had this. You know, this could have, like Ben said, this could have been done on a Saturday Superstars or whatever the heck they had back then, a wrestling challenge or whatever. Um, the one thing that I took from this, or two things. Uh, Hogan Hogan sells a table shot horribly. He got uh, he got rammed into the table after the contract signing, and then grabbed the table to flip it over on himself. Oh, you mean that Fisher Price uh, ta- plastic right. table that they were sitting at? And was anybody else surprised that they didn't get a bigger chair for Andre? For real, like like I'm not trying to be mean, but no, the guy is uh, yeah. huge, yeah. and he's sitting in the same chair as Hogan yeah. sits in. Like, how did it hold this weight? It took him 20 minutes just to get down there to sit on yeah, it. And he, I just Googled it. It was not shown on pay-per-view. It instead was a television special shown on USA Network. There you go. So right. we're breaking there we our, go. We're breaking our pay-per-view rules right now, but that's okay. It's the first rumble. We have to. Yeah. What do you got to say about this, Ben? Or Dave? Well, that changes, that changes everything. <clears throat> Knowing that it wasn't a pay-per-view event changes everything. Like, my, my whole argument's gone. Oh, okay, fair like enough. It's, it's all now. I didn't enjoy it, nonetheless. Yes, I was just like I was in the opinion where it's like I want more physical. Yes, not a bad sell. Yes, but then again, Andre is so strong. Maybe Hogan didn't know how to sell it. Yeah, maybe. maybe just like, yeah. <laughs> I liked actually how Andre actually stalled through this though, and just he had that smug look on him the <laughs> entire time. I, yeah, I did enjoy that about him. I like uh, I do like DiBiase though. Yeah. Like buying Andre from Heaton, like that is such a uh, that is such a throwback to the way wrestling was, where you DiBiase's could just his gimmick was amazing. Yeah, just amazing, and everybody had a price. And Hogan's talk or Andre's talking like he's gonna choke the life out of him, and he was making a motion with his hand like he was gonna choke him right in the ring, and you could tell Hogan was scared. Like phenomenal stuff, um, and I liked how Andre. I didn't really care for this segment, but there's a couple things I liked, and one of them was Andre kept on flipping through the contract and reading stuff, and then and then motioning DiBiase over to take a look. Yeah. And McMahon was losing his mind because he wouldn't sign it because the you know they were supposed to see this beforehand. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> and then from there we go to the semi-main event, which is quite a surprise at at its placement. 
in the card. Which is the actual 20-man over-the-top rope Royal Rumble. Yep. And they do mention, uh, interesting because this, co- this does come in later, uh, once the once a, the feet touch the floor, they don't make it a, a point that two feet have to touch the floor. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't, they don't mention that at all. So it's like you go over, you're done. Feet is plural, but they don't... Yes. Do, do they, they don't say, mention... Well, they mention that it doesn't matter as long as you go over. I'm like, well, that kind of contradicts what you just said. Yes. Feet have to touch the... Anyways, I was like, okay. Um, I was surprised... <laughs> I was surprised this wasn't the main event. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, isn't this what it's called? Yeah, you, you, you named the pay-per-view, or the, the TV special, which turns into a pay-per-view. You named it Royal Rumble. And then you don't have it as your main event. You know, like I, I, I don't that taste again. Yeah, I don't. It just their pacing in this pay per view was just junk. Uh, no music when the wrestlers came in. That that's just weird because we're just so used to it now after yeah twenty odd years. Well, actually, it it took them it took them a while for them to actually do that because I mean it wasn't until um, the Royal Rumble in uh, nineteen ninety five where they actually start legitimately playing their music mm. on the way to the ring. So it took them a while to there, go there. It was but, just weird because we're just I'm just yeah, so used to it. I am too now. But yeah. the first six that wasn't the case. It was what just you think, Dave? Silence. But the Rumble as a whole, uh, like the, or the Rumble segments. match, the Rumble match. Okay, well, uh, it starts with Brett and Tito. Yes. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm cool with this. You know, they're tag teams. They're in a rivalry. Yep. One's a champion, which didn't make sense to me. And you'll see why with the main event. And then it just gets worse from there because the pattern is easily picked up on. This yeah. is what they're doing. Yeah. And Ventura announces that it's a heel versus face. Yes. Heels will not attack heels. Faces will not attack faces. And they say this. Yeah. Yes. Like Ventura's doing a tally. Like, oh, now it's three on three. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what? You, you know what? Like, And this is just how it was booked. But what drove me insane was guys would get in the ring. I honest... and, and dudes would be in trouble. And if it was a heel that came in the ring and a heel was in trouble, he'd save him. Yeah. like and, You um, built this as every man for himself. A part yeah. of me feels that they were booking it as they go. Yes. Because later on, um, McMahon says, oh, now it's free for all. Yes. So I'm like, wait a minute. I'm yeah. like, what is going on? Yeah. I'm like, do you guys know what's happening? Or is this like a WCWS thing where you're changing as you go? Yeah. So the whole rumble just, it was very, like, confusing. Um, but yeah, Ventura confirms it's heel versus heels face. Heels versus face. And they stick to that script basically the entire time. And, like, the, the first two heels to make contact was Harley Race and... Um, Zukov. Zukov, not Zoloff the medication. <laughs> Zukov. Zukov, they were the first heels to touch, and and I believe it was McMahon got super pumped with it. Yeah. And he announced, like, oh, they're the first ones to touch. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah. Like, this is so, like, it was a different time. what the rumble is now. I guess it was a different time back then that you could have, um, it was a big deal now, if heels touched heels. did you see the spot where Roberts was... Throwing out a heel, um, it was Danny Davis. Yeah, he was he was trying to push over, and Danny Davis refused to go over, and Roberts just gave up and walked away. Yeah, did you see that? Yeah, I yes. Did. <laughs> I was like, yeah. and then like Roberts waited for someone else to go and try. I think it was Houston. Yeah, Sam Houston went to go try, and I'm like, Roberts, are you blowing up? Yeah. <laughs> like, he's why just would like, you just walk away? Yeah, he's just like screwed. I, 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 I think Roberts was more like like. He was like, when he walked away, he realized, oh, 
everyone's one-on-one now, so I have no one to face. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to stand here in the middle and look like a goof. <laughs> yeah. And then he went over, and I think he helped, um, I think it was uh, another, uh, it was, yeah, it was another face. Uh, but this, this whole Rumble match was just so predictable, which I know is like the number one complaint nowadays with wrestling, but this is legit. Yes. Like, when you see the pattern, you this know, is bad like, you know who's coming out next. Like, I liked how when, the, when it starts off against Tito and Brett, and then t- two more heels come in. Yeah. And it ends up being three on one. It's and Butch Reed, Jim Anvil, Nat Hart. And the three and of Brett, them can they, eliminate Tito. Well, and they're, they're doing double teams. Yes. Yeah. Like, did you see Anvil and Butch Reed, uh, wow, Butcher, the um, double, like, backbreaker no, and yeah, elbow yeah. drop? Oh, and... Butch Reed was just holding like, to his he shoulders. He was holding his shoulders and head. Like, so like watch his neck, watch Nine his neck. Went, they went to do the demolition <laughs> finisher, basically. So they they had Nidert had him on his knee, and then Butch Reed was there just holding Tito's shoulders, just in case. Um, it's like, why aren't you throwing him out? There's three of you. Yeah. And then you see why, because then Roberts comes out. Yes. So it's like the baby face pop. Like, oh, there's yeah. a new baby face come out. Tito, I'm he'll like, help is... Tito here's in a... an every man for himself match. Yeah. yeah. Here's the here's the trivia. When if if this will never come up in any conversation, but if it ever does, the first man to ever be eliminated in the Royal Rumble was Butch Reed by Jake Roberts. <laughs> and Bret Hart was actually the first ever entrant into the Royal Rumble. That is true. That is true. Well, well, There's been t- a lot of firsts and in Tito, the WWE. And Tito, you got one and two coming at the same second. time. Yeah, but what the. Brett was introduced time. first. He was the first uh, entry. Do you know that for, for a fact? But they're both in the ring. They're both in the ring when it starts. You don't know. them walk to the ring. That's like a Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> you know? And then another History silly... There. See, and with this rumble, what uh, you could tell they're working out the kinks in this. And, and it becomes a more polished product later. The um, rumble's a kink. Don Morocco and Nikolai Volkov. Oh, God. And they come out at the same time. The marketing is no partners... 19 opponents. That's right. That's false advertisement. It's false advertising. Anyways, Don Morocco and Nikolai Volkov come out at the exact same time. <laughs> that was quite common. So I don't know who is more retarded than and the then other. Like, and then, like, they both try to get in, and and the refs stop Volkov, and he's, like, like trying to gesture, and I'm like, did he actually... That's how they build a rivalry right there. Yeah, I'm like, did he just forget that he was supposed to come in next? So... For the next two minutes, you have Volkov like standing there, looking like a goof, looking like a goof, waiting to get in the ring. I would have laughed if he wasn't the, even the next entrant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't stand there for another two minutes. Yeah. Another interesting thing is this: is the first appearance of the Ultimate Warrior on pay per view. That's right. So, well, it, but this is not a pay per view, but whatever. But he was the fir- first. His, his first appearance. He gets eliminated quite quick. Sorry, yes, Dave. Does. Sorry, Dave. You had to go, Warrior. You had to go. Um, <laughs> the final four we're not going to go through all the eliminations because it just take too long and it's a waste of time the final four was Dino Bravo Don Morocco One Man Gang and Jim freaking Duggan God now like okay so here's my like I, I like how we say what happens and then we say what we wish would have happened and you know sometimes we agree and sometimes we don't but here's how I would have done this now it's it's in Canada Yes. You just had Dino Bravo look terrible in a stupid segment that I think was meant to propel him, yes. but it didn't. So I would have had Dino go over. Even though it would be a heel Canadian victory, but it would kind of rectify how they screwed him in the yes. the bench press thing. So I would have had Dino go over just for that reason, just to get the Canadian pop. And the fans probably wouldn't even pop, really, because the fact then the fans were really like, we'll boo the heels and we'll cheer the face. Yeah. 
but like, how can you push Dino after a failed weightlifting record? Yeah, no, like, set him up to fail. And like, it's just you know, uh, he's can like he, they they announce like or even have you know Brett could, could have went over or something. Yeah, but Brett wasn't ready. He was no, still he was tag, he, he was, was a tag, tag team. So Dino so was the next. Before best we option. get before we get to who we thought should have won one, let's tell the finish here. So one man gang eliminated Don Morocco, and then one the rock, man, the rock, yeah. One man gang eliminated Dino Bravo. When that is Dino, a stupid spot. When Dino Bravo <laughs> was holding Duggan for one man game to clothesline up him. against the ropes, up against the ropes, because that's where you yeah, want to be. That's psychology, move. right? And then uh, Duggan ducks, and Bravo gets knocked out, and then Duggan eliminates one man gang by pulling down the top rope. Yep. At least he made it look like Gang was the fool. Because there's no way Duggan would have been able to throw him over. So Duggan wins. My note on this is, what a stupid first winner. Screw that guy. <laughs> I put Jesse Ventura says it's best. Out of all the people to win this thing, it's him. Um, Sums everything up right there. They obviously, like, I don't know if... Why wouldn't you have one-man gang win? There's your next monster heel for Hogan. Okay, well, because that—that's the whole thing, right? Is they want to keep on feeding Hogan these heels that are monsters, D- like unless Duggan does something. Now we haven't seen the next pay per view uh, for WWF, which is WrestleMania four, so he may do something there. I'm not sure, but I'm just—I know—I know we're not like they don't get a title shot yet for the Rumble, but for winning this, they should get something. Okay, how about this? Why not have uh, Ted DiBiase in the Royal Rumble and have him win it? But he wasn't in the Rumble, though. No, but why? Why oh, wasn't he so, in it? Why wouldn't you have him win it? Oh, there you go. So you that gives him, him that gives him a huge shot in the arm right off the bat because I mean he hadn't been around that long. It yep. feels like how I felt with the WrestleVision Classic, where they had a tournament and the winner got nothing. Yeah, and, and it meant nothing. I've never had a tournament where you don't get something. Yeah, there should have been something at the end. You know, you now know. now they you know they've had the Rumble for titles twice, and then they had it for a title shot. Yeah, but the first rumble you get nothing. Yeah, well, the first couple, like the it first does. Few. Yeah, I think Yokozuna's like, win was the first time you got the shot at WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, it was, and the '92 Flair one. was for the belt. Yeah, was for the belt. Yes. yes, but the one for the shot was Yokozuna. The yeah, next which year. that makes sense because it's like yeah. it, it has prestige. So yeah. I was, and you guys know me. I love the Rumble. That's my that's my pay-per-view every year. Why wouldn't you have? Uh, if we're talking like phantom booking here, why wouldn't they put in Honky Tonk Man, who's the Intercontinental Champion, and have him win it? Just something. Right? Like, he's a champion. He gets the, the rub that he beat 19 other superstars. He could come in at number 20 and have two other guys in the ring, and then he can brag about how he beat 19 guys, and everyone knows he didn't. <laughs> but, like, ha- and, have the, heat. and have the last two guys be freaking Hart and Tito Santana when they're all tired. You know, there there was different ways. It was just, you know, I just don't like Jim Duggan. That's it. That's I, it. I don't like. Or the if you're guy. gonna have one of the he, uh, the uh, faces go over, have JYD go. Over. Yes, JYD. There was a lot of guys in there that, that have, J- have Junkyard Dog go over. Have Jake go over. No, can I ask no? Him? Have Hillbilly Jim go over? I think he was. Well, just, where's Macho at this point? Macho wasn't there. Okay. Um, uh, Hockey Talk Man wasn't there. So some of the guys they didn't bring on the, this. I would have had a Macho go over. Yeah. That would have worked like, too. Seriously, like I was like Jim. I mean, you've Doug, got Jim something Duggan. big coming up now, at WrestleMania down you guys, the line. You know, if you guys want to have a, an understanding as to who Jim Duggan is, he's the person that carries two by four. 
Yes. That's all he's and known yells for. Yes. That's all he's known for. And and he chants USA even when he's facing another American. Yeah. You never know. That might be a, a, a person that is yeah. not as loyal to him. Anyways. So uh, what we... And it gets worse. Oh, it, it does get worse. But what we can tell <laughs> from this is that the rumble was okay. I gave it, it a point .5. I also gave it a point .5. Um, say you then. Yeah, point five. Uh, it was. It could, it just could have been done better. It could have been booked better. Uh, and from there we go to the main event. That's right. The Royal oh. Rumble is not the main event. We get this horse manure this of a match. This is the main event. Everybody, are you ready for this? It is the Islanders, which is Tama and Haku. Actually, did you guys know that Tama is actually Rikishi's brother? Mm. Looks like him. I'm not surprised. And they are up against the Young Stallions, which is Jim Powers and Paul Roma. Yes, everybody, you just heard it. Jim Powers is main eventing the Royal Rumble. In a, in a two out of three falls match. In another match. two out of three falls match, neither team is the, the tag team champions. It is not for a number one contendership. It is just two out of three, just because. Now, and the, here's another thing I had that was really frustrating with this match. Tama was taunting the camera about Matilda. Because apparently the Islanders hurt Matilda. Yeah, they made, okay. them, they made her sick. Yeah, so I'm like, something. so why are they facing the what do they? What stallions? do the young stallions have to do? Do well, they have Matilda? Guys, no. Let, let's, let's remember back to a few episodes ago on our podcast at Survivor Series. They got a big push. Remember, they lasted to the end with the Killer Bees. Yeah. Okay. So I'm assuming that they were booking the stallions as... As yes, the Islanders are in a rivalry with the Bulldogs, but they're trying to book the Stallions as a as a as a credible threat. And then they saw how Jim works. And and <laughs> let's like, put it nope. this way: we can tell why their push ends at the end of this match. Uh, this was an awful main event. Yes, can I mention the botch? They had three other matches that they uh. could have put as the main event. So so you had four matches, you had four doors, and behind each door is a match. And they chose the wrong one. They chose the wrong one. And it's not the Islanders' fault. No. You know, to be quite honest, like, th this is not good. They're told this is, the, the, this is your spot you're going out on in the card. I mean, yes. you can't fully blame the talent. You know, I mean, you got to give them a little bit of a break here. It's not their call. Yes. Well, Paul Roma almost had his break when Haku botched an arm drag and Roma landed right on his neck. Yes. yes. Yo. Yep. God, and yeah. his feet hit. His feet were outside of the ropes, hanging over the apron. Yes. I'm like, that arm drag may have been a little too close to the ropes. Um, I just, like, I, I do, I will say, though, the Stallions have a good look. They do, and Paul they Roma actually thought a did a good job look. of selling his knee. They're clean cut. They're, they're, they're not really ripped. They're toned. Mm -hmm. They have that mm -hmm. look. Yeah. But well, then they, you they see look them wrestle, like, and you're like, If you oh, want to look at a pro wrestler... The look see, of it. Yeah, you see them. Those two guys are yeah, it. Sure. Yeah. The problem is, is when they get in the ring, it's over. They're <laughs> not. They're not. They don't. They don't wrestle like they look. If that makes sense, they look like pro wrestlers. They don't wrestle that good. Um, the so speaking <laughs> about Roma's knee, uh, the Islanders go after the knee. They throw out Roma over the top. He messes up his knee, and the Islanders get the first fall with the countout. And then this is th this bothered me. This is again back to the pace. And oh, yeah. okay, before this match, after the rumble, we had Hogan do his interview on the podium, like they used to do back then, like in the crowd. Yep. Right. Then you cut to the. Then you go to the match. 
The first fall happens. And to give Roma time, which is just ridiculous. This is not what a two out of three falls match is supposed to be. They cut to an Andre the Giant Ted DiBiase yeah. promo where, Andre, you can't understand what he's saying. No. Like, he's he's trying to be all menacing and he's going to break Hogan and he's going to choke him. But it doesn't sound like anything. And then they're like, okay, let's go back to the second fall. It's like, why would you break it up with an interview? I forgot. Yeah. There was even a second fall. Yeah. And then they see that Roma's coming back from the back, from the doctor, air quote. And Ventura's like, why is this guy coming back out? Like, just, what are you doing? Like, just stay in the back. And he comes out, and the match just got worse. It did. It just got worse. Was this the fall where we saw the the ultimate powerful botch? The uh, the third fall. No, no, there, were, there wasn't a third fall. There's no third fall. No, it's, so two, it's, it's too straight. So it's it, too straight. this one, yes. So it was it Jim Powers that did this? It was. Okay, you you can recount this botch so of botches. It was the typical Haku throws Powers to the ropes. Haku bends over to go for a back body drop. But Pete Roma, sorry, Pete Powers. Jim, Jim Powers. Jim Powers. You don't even Jim, know who it is. <laughs> Jim Powers kicks Haku and then Jim Powers falls. He doesn't just fall. He does a back bump. He back bump. bumps. He back bumps and... Because he kicked him so hard. And I think Haku is like, what just happened? Because I think he was trying to sell that he hurt his leg too. But it's like... <laughs> that would make you look worse. Why did you run the ropes and then throw a kick? And now do like... And it was a snap back bump. It was He like snapped it back. It was so quick and it was like... And after that, I, I, I don't even know what it. to say. I, I paused it and I sent you guys a video message. Yeah. Yep. And I'm not going to say what I said, but <laughs> yes, I was just like, PG. I'm like, I don't want to watch the rest of this match. Yeah, well. Because that was like. The good thing is, like, the good I... thing is from there, it, it was basically over. Um, I think it was Toma got uh, oh, powers God. and a half crab. Little shout out to, uh, to Lance Storm with the Maple Leaf there and got him to submit, which. Which tapping the I tapped out for him. Tapping the mat in this match means you submit, but in the Steamboat match it doesn't. Uh, so the Islanders win. Uh, thank God we didn't get a third fall in this because oh. I don't know if I could take it. Uh, I give this match a whopping zero. Yeah, because I, this was junk. I give it a zero, and I kind of feel bad for the Islanders. Yes, they didn't deserve this. No, but I, I wasn't giving a point five. No, nope. and then I saw that kick back bump, and I'm like, no, it's gone. No, it just, <laughs> good feelings are gone. Yeah. Uh, this was, um... This is the lowest rating WF pay-per-view we reviewed so far. This is, yeah, yeah, and my, my rating is, like, you guys gave them the same ratings as I did for I each match. I think copied me. And, uh... And, I think you copied me. <laughs> and you guys docked it a lot off that. Yep. Okay. So, uh, because there's only four matches, like, each match is worth 2.5 points. Did you not give a point to the segments? No. Oh, okay. No, oh, you did? I did. Oh, okay. I'm just giving, yeah. I'm just okay. rounding up. I, I, I'm giving it a 3 Even out of rounding 10. up, it's bad. <laughs> um, so I gave it a 5 out of 10. Whoa, what oh, were you watching? Right. Okay, so. Oh, the amazing bomb agent. You one, probably that pretty two. High. So it's 2.5, and then you times it by 2.5, because there's only four matches on the card. So there's no way you can get a 10 out of 10 if everything's perfect. So you have to do some math. So technically, it would have been. That's why I don't been, do that because you got to do math. it would have been like a six and a half out of ten. Okay. But I had to dock it points because of the pacing of this pay per view. 
and with Johnny, the booking, and, and, and with Duggan. the with the interview segments. Never mind the pacing; it's the booking. Well, <laughs> but I can say that about a lot of things. I try not to get mad too much about the booking because, like, like you said, if I did. Like you said, you guys both said you can't blame the talent. The, no, no, it's my, it's know, management in this. It's but the booking team. On I this. can I can hold people responsible for how you pace the pay per view when you go from a great match to a dumb bench press segment, and then do another great match, and then go to a dumb contract signing. And then do a, a rumble, which was okay, and then cut to a Hogan pay per view or a Hogan uh, interview, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and then go to a, a really bad two out of three falls match for your main event, <laughs> and then halfway through say, okay, we're gonna cut and have Andre spew nonsense for ten minutes. Okay, like no, no, five out of ten. Yeah, usually when five out of ten, you know, usually the the, the goal for pay per view is to start here. And then go up and then climax. Nobody this can was, see what he's doing, but he started up he and started, down, up and down. He started at the bottom and he wanted to go to the top. He started from the bottom and they stayed there. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. It was just Well no, we had some bumps. We had we had a little little bump. Oh we had steep, a, a, a Jim Powers bump. That, that's for oh, sure. Seriously. You had, <laughs> he bumped better at that bump than any bump he had in that whole match. Yeah. He wasn't even supposed to bump there. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think Haku was legitimately confused. Like what? What just happened? Yeah, just uh, they. <laughs> the, yeah. It's a Canadian wind, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure that is the end of the Stallions' push. They got a they got a huge push at Survivor Series, and this match I think kills it. Yep, yeah. it's over. Well, Jim Powers is pretty much a jobber. At, yeah, that, after that's this it. Point. Not 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 even a glorified jobber. All right. No. So that was so Royal in Rumble. Total, you gave it a five out of five out of ten. Three out of ten. And Ben also gave it. I gave it three because no, I am holding. I'm There's holding no the booking. Here. I'm holding the booking hostage on this one because this is the first event, and you have to carry your your momentum from Survivor Series. I mean, WrestleMania is right around the corner. It's like you have to give it a shot in the arm. You got to make this mean something, and they didn't do it. Yeah, I, I have no interest of watching the Saturday Night's main event. Yep. to see how this the stuff like falls through, but. And Such I mean, it's the talent too. There is no talent presentation. Like, where's Honky Tonk? Where's Macho? Where's like, JYD? Where's, well, JYD, JYD was, was in the pay, he was, was in, in the Rumble. Rumble. I didn't even know that. To be honest, I didn't even know. <laughs> well, he came out last, actually. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I didn't even know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he should have went over. All right. Well, let's go back to the Rumble. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. He won the WrestleVision Classic. He doesn't need the Rumble. Um, maybe so, his prize was entry into the Rumble. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Because so, Macho didn't get in there. So, I mean, we're the Bulldogs in this in this card. Okay, you know? I, I'm going to have to... How do we go from Survivor Series, which has 50 superstars advertised to this? Yes. And don't give me the <laughs> don't give me the crap about them not being able to clear the border because they have shows at Maple Leaf Gardens all the time at this part. <laughs> so, yes, they can get over the border. So, I don't... I don't get it. I think Justin wants get us it. to close. On that note... Okay, let's close this. <laughs> that, was, that was episode 12. It's over. Uh, not a glowing review for the nope. Royal Rumble. Please join us uh, on Saturday, August 12th for episode 13 where we, we review WCW Bunkhouse Stampede. Oh, it gets worse. Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> that, that's good to get people to want to listen, guys. Thanks. Oh, you should listen to this. It's going to be good. <laughs> this is the WCW version of, of a Royal Rumble with the steel cage. Please listen to our next show. Yes. <laughs> On that note, we're going to let September take us out. Have a good long weekend, everyone.